Hello and welcome to episode 17 of What Most People Think. Thank you so much to everybody that listened to the last episode, even though it's just me. We have had an issue where it's just me on the podcast, but this one this one did okay, so thanks everyone for that. Uh, thank you also to everybody that came to the recent tour shows. There's been a load, man. There's been Southend, it was great. Uh, Bath was fantastic. London, the sold-out show at London Leicester Square Theatre. And cheers to probably the most unfortunate member of the whole tour was a bloke who arrived about three minutes in while I was setting up the show and took his seat. And, you know, I did the standard comedian thing of asking him what he does for a living, which, uh, you know, on a tour show is not necessarily what I want to be spending my time doing. But uh, I'm glad I did ask this on this occasion because he was a uh, he was a playwright and um, <laughs> he got a lot of shit from that from the audience. It was a fucking lively audience. In London as well. I just got because it was seven o'clock, seven o'clock start. What I got the impression of was a lot of blokes did that thing that blokes do was like, well, well, let's meet up at one and get hammered beforehand. You know, like some people might think, well, let's go to the show and then have some drinks afterwards. A lot of the audience on Saturday night, I got the impression just thought, let's just make it into an all day. But thank you everybody that came. Uh, I, today on the show, we've got a really interesting chat with uh, Alistair Williams, who's a comic that some of you may have heard of, some of you might not have, but he kind of came out uh, as a Brexit party supporting comedian earlier this year. And you know, he'll tell his story himself, but he is, you know, He's unafraid to say what he thinks, and I think that I think it's great that we've got a spectrum of comics like that. Uh, you'd be interested, you know, to hear his story of, of what happened to him for, you know, openly supporting the Brexit Party and sharing a stage with Nigel Farage because it didn't go down totally well in the comedy community, you know. And um, I really sort of enjoyed getting his side of the story. So I'm just going to keep it brief, really, because me and Alistair uh, ended up having quite a long chat. Um, but a quick thank you and a fuck you. A thank you to the guy that came up to me after the Leicester Square Theatre show and said that, uh, well, he said to me, I thought I was going to hate you, but it turns out you're all right. Which is one of those interesting kind of compliments. I thought, you know, like like the drama. I thought I was going to hate you. Okay, which which one? This feels like this could go either way, but you were all right. Oh, all right. Was oh good. And then um, and then he demanded a photo with Julia Hartley Brewer. Who happened to be at the show? So uh, just to let, just to put me in my place, he's like, okay, Jeff, here's someone who's genuinely well known, and and just to fuck you, a quick fuck you is to moat away these services that don't have tea as an option. I'm not, I'm not entirely happy with what's happened in this country, where bit by bit we've ended up with fucking Costa machines everywhere, and and you just can't get tea. I think that this is um, this is un-British, and I don't know, you know, as as I record this, uh, we're at the this is Thursday the 16th of October, so I don't know what's going to happen with Brexit, but I'd like to think one of our first post-Brexit laws would be that it's kind of unconstitutional to not offer tea at motorway service stations or, or petrol stations generally, you know, because I, I know it's inconvenient for them, they have to leave that little thing of semi-skim milk that you have to just find in the little fridge bit. I know that's really hard for them to do. You know, just just tea. Just you don't have to offer loads of teas. Just bog standard fucking PG, Yorkshire brew, whatever. Just one option, one tea option. You don't have to offer that fruit tea shit, because um, let's be honest, fruit tea. If there was ever a kind of something that didn't it, look, if it tasted how it smells, we'd all be drinking it. Quite simply put, but it doesn't, so we don't. I mean, fruit teas, herbal teas are like the push-up bra of teas, aren't they? <laughs> just. They do not deliver on what they promise. Um, so yeah, that's me getting a bit political in the opening bit. But let's get into the chat now with the one and only Mr. Alistair Williams. So uh, today on What Most People Think, we have Alistair Williams, comedian. Yes. Man of the people. Check, check. Yeah. <laughs> Brexit guy. Brexit guy, yes, okay. My legal team agree, yes. So you will, uh, I mean, like if people, a lot of my listeners already know who you are, and I'm not going to talk about this for the whole time cool. that we're on. But I think like your origin story politically as a comic is worth kind of getting out yeah. there and stuff. So how long were you a comic for generally? When did you start doing comedy? I've been doing comedy for about seven years, I suppose. And then earlier this year, I think, 
you had this clip that went viral, the Burger King Brexit thing. Burger King Brexit, lot, yeah. A lot of people would have seen. I know you spoke a fair bit about it, but it's a really good analogy about the principles of what was happening with Brexit at that point. Yeah. And then you dared, dared <laughs> to appear at a Brexit party rally. And uh, yeah, this and has had ramifications. There was a there was a severe backlash. Yeah, mm. like. Um, for people that, I mean, I imagine most of the people that are listening aren't inside the comedy industry itself, right? But they could, I think my listeners will, will have a, I mean, right. like, they, people might think that I'm taking risks, but they would right. immediately identify that as a, a much bigger risk. Right, yeah, it's like, it's something, just comedy is so outrageously left, like all the people that run mm. comedy, all the people that book comedy, um, and if you do, as I found out, if you do, if they get a photo of you at a Brexit party event, Standing mm. within twenty five meters of Nigel Farage, you know, do you know what I mean. You might yeah. as well. I might as well be doing a gig with Count Dracula, according to these people. It's just overnight. I'm this. Was Count Dracula right wing? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know. Probably been around on time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, I might, when you said with, you said I might as well have done a gig with. I was sure you were going to say Mussolini, Hitler. Right. No, I no, thought no, you were no. going to go dictator. But no, you I, like Count to, I like to go fictional. You're getting less trouble. It's true, <laughs> and then and then also what's odd is that my mind actually, if I'm honest, has gone to the Sesame Street version. So yes, of course, it's not actually Count Dracula. Yeah, I'm of thinking course. of it's what was his name? Count Count. I Count his von Count. Count. His name's just Count, right? Count von Count. Oh, it's Count von Count. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's odd. Uh, that's already sort of plumbed some weird depths within our minds. You averted a dictator, right? When I did go to a dictator, I, I, I went straight to Sesame Street. Of course. So, of course. Maybe right. they're right. Maybe we are thick, right? It's topical. But to, to be honest, I thought everyone was so nice at the Brexit party event. Mm. Everyone was so nice. Um, everyone was so friendly. That I didn't... I didn't... Because I'd, like, I'd never met Nigel Farage before in my life. Yeah. But everyone always... Told, like, growing up, especially during the UKIP days, everyone always... Especially in comedy in that time. Yes, yeah. It yeah. was just, oh, just Nigel Farage is a racist. Yeah, yeah. And, like... I, I never thought to question it at the time. I was just like, oh, everyone seems to dislike this guy. There yeah. must be some truth to what they're saying. But then the more you look into it, and eventually with meeting the guy, I was just like, no, 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 this guy just wants to leave the European Union. He's just a brave man that wants to leave the European Union. So you take him at face value? Absolutely. Then, in terms of, see, I mean, the thing... Well, when, I like to judge for myself. Yeah, fair If enough, I want to meet yeah. someone, shake yeah. their hand, look them in the yeah. eye, and yeah. I think that gives you a much better idea of who they are. But I always think if you've got a chance to meet someone yeah. and make your own mind up, look them in the eye, I think, why yeah. wouldn't you do that? But I think we've reached a point where if you even do that, yeah. you're a bad person. You, but you, you must have... Did you have any awareness of the potential consequences when you did it? I mean, like, you're... Not until I come off stage and I got all looked at really? my Twitter. Okay, that's interesting. Because like, I would say that we've both like, got that contrarian spirit of... Yeah. Like quite wind, quite like winding people up, right. quite like getting under people's skin a little no, bit. No, not really. I mean, honestly, not really. It was just this is how I think they play it, right? Right. If you support Brexit, you've got a choice of two political parties, really. Yeah. That you, one of them was UKIP, the yeah. other one's the Brexit Party. If you want to get involved politically, mm-hmm. if I'd have gone to a UKIP rally, they'd have said, "Oh, Alistair, same as Tommy Robinson, right?" Mm-hmm. If I go to a Brexit rally, Alistair's the same as Nigel Farage. So really, if politically, you want to support Brexit. They're going to give you a choice. You can either be the same as Nigel Farage or you can be the same as Tommy Robinson. I mean, I suppose the Tories were an option, but they don't appeal to you as a party. Well, they, they never called me. And I, I, think, I, think if, I think the Brexit party seems to be the one party that's their main thing is, look, we're getting you out of the European Union, that's it. Yeah. I don't trust the Tories as much as I trust that's the Brexit fair, party. That's fair enough. I mean, you know as it should be said, as we're, as we're talking... The negotiations going into the 11th hour again, so we don't know by the time people listen to this, there might have been right. another extension. So the Brexit party narrative of betrayal and incompetence yeah. might be live again. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're the only, they're the only people that I trust. Fair enough. Do you, did you get paid for the gig? No, not at all. No? No, I did it because um, the guy phoned me up, Richard phoned me up and said, yeah. do, you want to, do you believe in Brexit? And I said, yes. He said, right, do you want to come and do that bit you did at yeah. a Brexit rally? And I said, yeah. Yeah, because like, now I'm asking as a comic, yeah, how yeah. long did they book you for? Uh, they didn't really specify. Yeah, there was a, is he going to do two minutes or is he going to do ten minutes? But I'll yeah. tell you, this is interesting. Yeah. I ended up doing ten minutes, and I didn't do, I didn't pander to that audience. I did jokes about the Falklands, why we invaded the Falklands. I saw, I saw, yeah, no, and I thought that right. was interesting. That, that and you... they, the crowd were like, "Ooh, what's yeah, this?" Yeah, they bridled a little bit. Yeah, they, of course they did, because I, I didn't go in there to pander. I went in there and I yeah. did the comedy that I believe in. I do that joke yeah. all over England. Why wouldn't I do it at a Brexit rally? Yes, you know. Yeah. So I didn't pander. I didn't 
sell out, I didn't even get paid, and they weren't, they obviously weren't that happy with the performance I did, the Brexit party, because they never called me, but the idea was for me to maybe do yeah. every rally, and then after that one, they were kind of like, yeah, all right, cheers. Well, I suppose it's one of those <laughs> things that, that people don't understand outside of the comedy world, is they watch a little clip on their phone, mm. and they think, well, that's how that will always go in every context, and yeah. obviously, you know, and, and let's be honest, like, when you was at that rally, you were not the... Like, they wanted Farage, you know what I mean? So everything right. that happened, because I, wa- I watched it, yeah. you could tell that the audience were just thinking, we won't know each other. So yeah, they yeah. enjoyed your performance yeah. and stuff. But really, you know what I mean? You're, you're going on before, like, Michael McIntyre. Of course. You know, politically speaking. They also did a thing, and again, like, I can't... I, I always encounter things as a comic first. Yeah. Was, like, you had to stay on stage after you did the performance. That oh, was, yeah. That was right. fucked up. Yeah. yeah, you have to sit there, and everything they say, they get video of you applauding. So, yeah. I did learn that, actually. If you do a political rally, then yeah. you're going to be associated with everything that everyone says on stage. So you, you know, in terms of your comedy, you, you know, probably like me, you, you just look, you spent a while, t- you know, talking about the usual comedy su- uh, subjects that we all do. Right. But you obviously got to a point where you felt like you wanted to take on bigger subject matter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not, not really. Not really. It was just the Brexit, I had the idea for the Brexit working bit and I yeah. was like, this is funny. Mm-hmm. I really want to do this. And I yeah. knew I'd get some sort of, I knew it was a, a, a Brexit joke, but I'd mm-hmm. reached the point, I voted to remain before mm-hmm. I really knew what was going on. I'm like one of many yeah. people that voted to remain and then was like, wait a minute, now I've looked into it, I'm like, I am the biggest Brexiteer you'll find now. Now I've looked into it. So, um, How Brexit are you? Do you want to leave other things? I want to leave with no, I want to just leave with no deal. I just want to be, leave with mm. no deal. What about, that's it, solar system? Should what do you we, mean? Should we leave this solar system? Right. <laughs> I just think, you know, it's been, it's been going, but do you, you if we can, it, I mean, yeah. we seem to have ruined it, right? It's all going to collapse in six months anyway. We exactly. Might as well get out I now. just think let's leave, let's leave the solar. Let's leave our. I, I got, I got into sort of leave mindset. You right. know, I quite. What, what's interesting, I, I think, the more I talk about Brexit, is that is it comes partly comes down to a mindset thing. So some people think, oh, I've got all these political reasons for wanting to leave, and right. then there's all these kind of like personal reasons. Is that I right. Throughout my life, I've sort of had big changes in my career, big yeah. changes that ended up working out well for me. You know, yeah. so I've seen the, the benefit, and I know if there's any angry remainers listening, it's not as simple as that. You know, it's all these rules, you know, the build up over years and seconds. Like, I'm not, I'm not definitely saying that this is scientific. Right. But if you're asking me if I'm honest about some of the reasons that I voted leave, is that is that sometimes a reset, you know, yeah. sometimes, because the one thing I don't understand is that, so, like, people say, well, you, you know, their inference seems to be that it's impossible to leave. So you say, oh, you know, we should never have had the referendum then. Then when? It does seem to be impossible to leave, though. Yeah. We just don't lift. But I wonder when they think the British people should have had a say, because the, the right. narrative coming out of some parts of Remain seems to be never Right. Never have a of say. Course. Even though this thing that was joined a long time ago has changed like exponentially. That I, I, I respect all the arguments for Remain. I, the one argument I don't respect at all is is the idea that we we, we should we should never have been asked. You know. Well, yeah, because they don't like the result. They'd like to be asked again, and they'd like to keep asking until we get the result to Remain. They want a second referendum. They want a third one. But can you imagine any big like civil rights or suffrage movement in history? If you were to go back in time, right? Yeah. And if you were to go like to the suffragettes as they were getting fucking horse charged, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking battered by old Bill. And then say to them, are you know in 26... about horse charge? They didn't throw themselves in front of the horse, you know? It was... Yeah. One of them did. I'm sure that right, there were yeah. some that were horse charged. Okay. Oh, right, okay. One of them just kind of cut out a middleman and just thought, fuck it. I'm yeah. just gonna. I'm gonna get under a horse here. Yeah, I mean that's more of a political statement that she did it voluntarily. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, chucked herself in there. But that's... what would she think about the idea that if you throw forward to 2016 and this period of time that there were people saying we don't want the choice, we don't think that we should be asked about this thing? I think it's interesting. That it's, it's a wider problem. It's not just a problem we're having in England. Yeah. Like if you look at what's going on in America, same thing. Yeah. 2016, they voted for a president. Mm-hmm. Since that vote has happened. You've heard untold about, oh, this is wrong, we need to undo it, now they're talking, we need to impeach him. It's all over the world this is happening, where they're asking the people what they want, they're voting for something, and then it's trying to be undone or it's not being delivered. I think we're at a, uh, we're at a crazy time in the world right now, where, I'm, like, if you look at what's going on in the House of Commons, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Mm. Like old Burkow over in negotiating with the EU behind the back of the Parliament, stuff like that. Like, 
That's crazy. Well, I think what's happened is, is we've... But we've... just think about that for a second. Like, he's yeah. got a mandate to do that. Like, we're negotiating with these guys. Oh, no, no. I don't and he's over there having... Yeah, like, I that's think, like... I think it's historical. Like... What I'm interested in is the way that people who perhaps want Remain are able to sideline that. Like, what mental right. process is it by which you can, you can just scuttle that away and just say, well, that's okay because... Because he he agrees with me. I mean, there was that photo just today of Lammy, yeah, Vince Cable, right, and uh, who's the other one? Dominic Grieve, right. Lads tour to Brussels. I mean, the worst fucking train journey oh. you've <laughs> ever been on. Do you know what I mean? Like first, I bet for the flight. Because I mean, how long does it take to get to Brussels? It's about two and a quarter hours. Yeah, I can first out. They all buzzed up about the politics, and then that there was no more to say about that. Oh yeah, you wouldn't get stuck stuck behind them. I mean, fuck me, Lammy and Burko in the same train carriage. That is a long journey. It's just, it's so it's so demoralising the the narrative on that side of the fence. Yeah, you know, it's such they don't like Britain. They don't like the history of Britain. They don't like anything British. It's like that's such a hard sell. Well, it's strange how binary it's become. And one of the things I've I've struggled to understand all along is the perception of the EU as this, of, of the main sort of like, the main gun figures, right, of the right. EU, Barnier, Juncker, Tusk, all the, is of them as some sort of kindly band of wizards. Like, right. the, 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 they're not just politicians working towards an end that, that's, that suits them or their organisation. Right. The, the, they're, they're nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really nice. And whereas, like, everybody on the Brexit side is bad right. and evil and yeah. wants Britain to become a sweatshop. And everyone in the EU is kind of anointed, you know, sort of Gandalf-type figures. <laughs> so I don't, I don't... I wouldn't mind if the EU was going well in other countries. I wouldn't mind if I was looking at France going, yeah, everything seems stable, right? But every time mm. I look at France, it's on fire. Literally. Well, I mean, it has been, it has been odd, the lack of coverage. Let's just be honest, that's not going well, is it, France? It's, yes. not, going, it's not exactly ripping it Well, up. they've had, certainly in the capital, they've had a lot of successive weekends of, of protests. Right. Yeah. Almost, what, 30 weeks or more yeah. than that? Right? They can't stop, they can't put out that fire. Mm. Literally, giant cathedrals that have stood forever are burning to the ground. I'm not exaggerating, Right? This is a crisis in France. It's yeah. been going on for how long? You know, Germany's got problems, massive problems, politically, culturally. Like, where is it going? Where is it doing well? Like, I saw a Swedish scientist come out and say, maybe cannibalism is the answer to climate change. Deadly serious. Yeah. Right? It's like, you want to, you want to start eating dead people. This is a scientist suggesting it. Right. And you want, and, you, and this is worse than climate change? Like, why do we have to... It's like the world changes, we need to start eating dead people. It's like, why do we have to start behaving like the world's ending now? But you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather go with the rain than cannabis. We're, we're in London now, and there are people that could be sold on that, like Hes- Heston. <laughs> if Heston opened up, yeah. like, sort of human tapas... Right. ...and just kind of, like, sautéed fingernail... Right. But you see what my point is. It's mm. like, where is the example of the European Union doing great? That's why I don't mind... Well, I mean, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here right. to, to a point because obviously, largely, I'm on side. I want Britain yeah, yeah, yeah. to lead the EU. I think that, I think that, they, well, certainly for me, part of the reason that I voted to leave was because of I, whenever I thought about the medium to long term prospects of the European Union, I couldn't see it going well. Like of all all the combinations of events, Sheesh. like with every new uh, state that you absorb, it becomes harder for the centre to hold. Like all yeah. empires, right? This is a different sort of empire. Yeah. So ultimately I thought, I mean, my thing was, it was like, you know, like, you know when a, a member leaves a boy band, you right. might as well be the first one out, right? right yeah. Because then you get the career. You get exactly. lead, you get six months, you get Robbie Williams, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, are you saying with the Robbie Williams of the European? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we I'll are going to get, like, we're going to have a weird conspiracy theory bit, we'll get right. fat, we'll, we'll have a beard, <laughs> but ultimately we'll be set up. Speak for yourself. I hope you're enjoying the chat with Al there Um, just a quick thing my tour uh, we've had a spring extension of the tour so yeah all jokes about extension Brexit you know all that get them off your chest okay I'll probably be doing them myself but we've added uh, we've added 25 new dates we've got another date in London we've got Manchester got Norwich, we've got Lincoln, we've got a place called Bridport that I didn't even know fucking existed. Uh, we're going to Stourbridge, we're going to, 
hopefully Dundee, although it's not confirmed yet. Um, we're going to Wrexham. Wrexham. Eh? You know, because I just, I know that if I don't go to a place in Scotland and in Wales, I will get shit. Rightly so. Rightly so. So that is currently, uh, it's Thursday today. No, it's Wednesday today. I keep saying it's Thursday. It's Wednesday today. Uh, so there's currently a 48-hour period of pre-sale for the mailing list people. You can still join up to my mailing list. Just go to any YouTube clips, go into the details or on my uh, my Twitter page. You'll find uh, links there for the mailing list. And then and then on Friday, it will go on general sale. So, you know, if, if you... Look, I'm not asking for any contributions to this podcast. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not taking advertising. But just if you give a shit about my blood pressure, okay, buy your tickets early. When it goes on sale, either through the mailing list pre-sale that's happening now or either the one, uh, the general style that starts on Friday. I know it doesn't start till February next year, but you know what does start before then? My fucking anxiety. It's going on now. I'm really delighted to be extending, but there is this fear that you lot are just gonna fucking leave me hanging. Who knows, we might be in the Brexit dystopia by then, so I might be, I might just be going town to town, you know, in a sort of old fashioned barter system, just selling fingers selling my digits right remainers that's how it's going to be isn't it but um but yeah that's all going to be on sale so uh please get online and buy those tickets soon all right let's get back to the chat of alistair now you mentioned earlier about about trump as well and again you know you're unique as you're you're willing to say supportive and positive things about donald trump and how i'm not a character saying you're i don't know if you're definitely like a supporter of his or not but Again, you know, I've done this myself. I did on news quiz. Yeah. There was there was a couple of policies he had, which I just thought seemed like common sense. You know, just his personality and his own neurosis don't preclude him doing things that occasionally make sense, right? I I am. I'll say I'm a public supporter of his. You're a public supporter. Of yeah, his, yeah. I used to like. I just when he came in, there was all yeah. this noise about how he was the worst thing in the world and he was terrible. And I've just watched what he's done. I've watched yeah. the results that he's get gotten. I've watched unemployment and the economy turn around in America and. Like, um, all the Trump is a racist, he's this, he's that, he's a warmonger. I've seen him do the opposite of what I was told he was about. And I've seen the mass media attack him just on everything. Like, and I've, it's come to the point now, where if the, if the mass media are attacking you, I almost look at it and go, it's sort of a flag that you might be doing the right thing at this point. It's become that ridiculous. But with, with, with Trump, like... There must have, because there's been stuff that he's said and done where you must, because I get this with the Tories sometimes, I get this with people that I've backed, is every once in a while they do something, you think, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Like, right. Because it makes it hard, right? Right. You're a reasonable person. You know, when, when he, you know, some of his rallies, like the stuff he said about, about, you know, abortions, he came up with this idea of doing, like, their sort of weird death camps and stuff. There must what? be, there must have been times where you've gone, I've never, for fuck's sake, Donald. I think he's just, he's not a politician. He's not a politician, I think, and I, I think he genuinely is standing up for the American people. I genuinely think he is, and of all American people, women, people of all ethnic backgrounds, I don't think he cares. I think he is, he's sort of classic Americana. You know, you, you watch his rallies, it's all, we love America, it's all very positive America. Do you, are, you, are you like... I a, loved, I've loved America since I was a kid. Yeah, see, we shared this right. I, I, when I grew up, love because it. it was the place that made films, you right. know what I mean? It's where the Goonies came from. But you look at the other side, at the, yeah. not the others that aren't Trump, you look at their rallies and it's all, America sucks, no USA at all. It's like, as for me, no, I don't want that. I love America. I'm sorry, I love America. And there's a clear side that loves America, and that's Donald Trump's side. The other side hate America. So how do you feel? So do you go there on holidays? Do you visit yeah, quite a bit? Yeah, visit as much how as I can. How do you feel? Is it like... It's weird, man. Like, I went to New York in January. It's weird. We, they've got the same thing. You know, you come here, it's Brexit or America. Yeah, yeah. You go to New York, it's Trump or not Trump. But I mean, when I say, how does it feel? I mean, like, to you, as a, as a, does it feel magical to you? Is it because yeah. of that thing? And is, yeah. is that a culture-based thing, do you think? I think the, the TV and the movies? It's the freest country in the world. Yeah, they used to be one of our colonies, and then they had a war with us because they didn't want to. They want to be under our yokes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's why America's freer than Britain. They sh- they shrugged us off, mm. and they said no. We're gonna and their society for me is built on the individual and the freedom of the individual to rise up from nothing to everything. That's the American dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got people that live in America that seem to hate America. I just don't understand why you hate America. You live in the best country in the world. I think it's really odd. Like I mean, like for example, with the 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 racism uh, in the the England Bulgaria match, right? right? Yeah. So obviously, 
there were the, the these few hundred by some estimates some people said it was lower they were making monkey noises and doing like racist salutes and and there was video footage of a lot of England fans which made me feel good England yeah. fans are calling them racist yeah you know, they'll be supportive of Raheem Sterling and, and yes. I found it really odd like the Twitter reaction was to then go well before we slag them let's get our house in order you go can't I just what? fucking enjoy that the, these racists in Bulgaria got confounded on the you know the one that the England fans were 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 loyal and you know stood by the team yeah. you know like really vocally so some loads that of that could be the story yeah it could be a positive story yeah and that, right, but the the team mainly the team and and the, and the, all those goals were scored by black players you know, right it was a wonderful thing and and yet like the the moment I turned on the debate the following day it, it seemed like no one could. Take the win, if you know what I mean. I about, and the truth of the matter is, of course, there are problems about with racism in England and in English football. Absolutely no right. doubt. But you know, you look at not just Eastern Europe, but continental Europe. I remember a game against Spain not mm. so long ago. You know, there was issues with racist taunting. To say that it's not perfect here, yeah. but it's good. You know, people ask me why I'm so into politics. Why politics is almost everything. I went to the football schools on Wednesday just to see what the England score was, right? Mm. And I opened Sky Sports and the, the headline, uh, racist chance, ma, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, literally, I went to the football to get away from politics. The first word yeah. was racist. Like, literally, the first word, racist, blah, 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 ma, yeah. England, blah, blah. And then all the text was about racism. It's like, it's impossible to get away from it. There was some as well, like, in the analysis, I think it was, I think it was Jolie and Lescott, um, he right. was saying... That he felt that Harry Kane should have led the England players off the pitch. No. Now this is, but but this is you won. No. Is that is that is cool? You think about how difficult things are racially and politically yeah. in this country. If he goes like the white guy, the white guy picks up the ball right. and goes, "Come on, teammates!" The white guy has made a decision. Yeah. I mean, the kind of discussions we're having here. So you you in a way, I mean, obviously. You know, there's only so much you can say on the podcast about right. what's happened to you in comedy since you've been open about your, your your views. But it's become, shall we say, you're saying harder for you to get bookings. Absolutely, in some respects. Yeah. yeah. I can't make a living through live comedy anymore. Yeah. After the Brexit booking bit, which is the most popular bit of comedy I've ever written. Mm. And it's pretty much killed my career. And people always go, but I've seen it and there's nothing wrong with it. It's not controversial at all. I'm like, yeah, that's where we are. It's kind of neutral. But I mean, I guess... Right. Would it be what would have been more of an issue? Was it the clip or was it the Brexit party rally thing? Some people have openly said it's the fact that I did a Brexit rally is the reason why I'm losing work or yeah. the reason why comedians are opening but comments pissed off of me. But I certainly wouldn't expect comedians to piss off of me. But I know they are because I've had phone calls, texts, people. What are you doing? Do you know what you're doing? Yeah. Oh, do you know who Nigel Farage is? All this nonsense for me. Um, so yeah, that's where we are. That's that Brexit burking bit. If when you people are watching it, just know that's one of the main reasons I can't work anymore. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy. Yeah, it's mad because I've only got like over half a million. Most popular bit of comedy I've ever done. Used, yeah, I mean, it was I'm, retweeted by about ten members of Parliament. Yeah. It's probably the most politically re- relevant piece of comedy written by a comedian this year, and it's killed my career stone dead. Yeah, there's something wrong with that. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree, and I think that the idea... That I think maybe where the Brexit Party was such a challenge for the establishment is because it was clearly different, you know, yeah. like from, from UKIP. It was yeah. freer of some of the connotations. A lot of people felt that Farage had baggage with him, but you looked at the social media campaigns of the Brexit Party during the European elections, yeah. and they were the most positive, colourful... You know, they, they I've were, never seen him say anything bad. People always say, oh, do you know what Farage stands for? I always say, what is it that he said yeah. that you've got a problem with? And at that point, people go, ah, da, 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 my phone's ringing. You know, like, no one can ever tell me what it is. Yeah. Same with me. When people go, oh, Alistair, you know... Watch out for Alistair. I'm like, what is it I said that's bad? No one ever says anything. So what are your politics loosely? I mean, we know you stand on, on, on Brexit, left, right, or you're, are you one of these people that just doesn't really find a home in that respect? I don't I never even really think about it. I yeah. just I just believe in um, liberalism, like the individuals. I, I believe that, you know, yeah. everyone's got the capacity to be a good person or a bad person. And the colour of your skin or all that doesn't make any more difference than the colour of your eyes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like old Martin Luther King thinking... Like, well, we're all supposed to... We used to think like that. I know. Now, all different now, isn't it? It wasn't that long We've ago. We've thrown that out, haven't we? Yeah. What I mean, that? almost you have to be conscious. You have to exhibit a consciousness of other people's difference. Right. That's the thing now. I thought we would, were all the same. Would like, they don't want that, do they? But, well... We want us to all be different. No, 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 Alistair, you're a white man. You're a terrible person. Yeah, I mean, now... Right. Now, the, it's such... I mean, it's almost hard to explain if anyone's listening that's younger that's grown up in this reality... 
how much of a narrative fucking shift that is. You know, like how, you know, I mean, we've discussed it on the podcast before, but simply saying, I don't see colour used to be seen as a positive Oh, that's a terrible thing to say, how dare you? Yeah, I I mean, to be honest, like, there was sometimes when, like, middle class types would say that to me, and I thought, yes, you fucking do. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't believe them. It's it's the way that they said it. You know, it's like, I don't see colour. I don't see (laughs) a... I don't see... Look, we all fucking see it. Right. The, the The real issue is whether or not you allow that to impact on your dealings with somebody or you're allowed to, to inhibit their opportunities I find most people most people just want to let it go they don't want to have a, they don't want it to be the main thing they mm. want to just get on with their lives everyone everyone get on let's start having a positive yeah. country positive community again some people do not want that they want to harp on no 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 we're all different you hate me and I hate you and women hate men and whatever else is going on well, I was thinking about this recently about all the kind of like tribal lines that we you mm. know and, and to some degree this is this is one of the ironies for people like me mm. and, and and yourself to an extent is we do benefit from them because it's our energy isn't it it's what mm. we talk about and I think that there's there's a constant I can't remember which Batman film it was where but where the Joker says you need me you know what I mean for what purpose well because without you who, what are you defined by you right. know what I mean so you know people that are constantly irate about like wokeists you know, right. like if they weren't wokeists, what would they be chatting about, right? That's Equally, weird. you know, if, if gammons, the so-called gammons wind you up, like where do you get your energy? So there's this strange fucking complicity right. with your enemies. And now, since I became conscious of that, I found it harder to be angry. Right, <laughs> I'm not angry at in, all. In a way, no, no, a, but I just sometimes like, you know, is when you're on stage, a little bit of zip you know, I understand. Like, it, no one really makes me angry anymore. I, I'm more interested these days in trying to work out why I feel politically like I feel. What's the underlying thing? You know, I, I did a gig in Brighton when they announced, before I come on, they said, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're sorry, we've got a white male coming up. Yeah. And everyone, boo, oh God. I'm like, really? Yeah. This is the progressives, is it? Like, I'm sorry, but this guy's not got a good skin colour. Sorry, yeah, boo, sorry about that. It's like, oh, right, this is progressive, is it? This is fun. This is nice. I mean, you know, white and male being becoming a pejorative. I mean, even the phrase gammon. Like, that is... I mean, like, well, some of the things that you're supposed to not do, according to liberalism, <laughs> is define people by age, uh, race, and gender, right? Right. Gammon does all three of those. Because they never... They, there's not a gammon phrase for women. Because let's be honest, if you are talking about sort of xenophobic little Englander mindsets... Right. Women are like just as likely to be like that at a certain age... But, but but the thing is, because the left is so... They just think, fuck it, we'll just stick it all on, on yeah. white men. Did you see the um, the signs that they put up? This cracked me up. Somebody, the, the guys from 4chan, they did a sign called... They just It was a, just a sign that said, Islam is right about women. And they put it up all over. Islam is right about women. And all, of course, all leftists were annoyed, but they couldn't tell you why. Well, yeah, they're I like, I hate this. It's like, why? They can't articulate. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. like, I think it's offensive to Muslims or women. It's like, Why? And they're like, yeah. well, I don't know. It's like, yeah, you can't figure it out, can you? Because it explodes your head because you can't figure out why it's wrong to say that Islam is right about women. I mean, one thing that's interesting to me about, about my, you know, I mean, even the word tolerance is, is questioned now because it's not good enough to just tolerate it. You've mm. got to accept it, right? Right. Got to accept um, Is that my liberalism or my tolerance or my acceptance doesn't come from a philosophy of thinking everything's great and right. all these different life choices. I, I just don't give a fuck about right. why. I, it's such a it's such a selfish. Like I don't give a fuck who you fuck, where you put right. your genitals. Yes. I don't care what you dress out. I don't care what you call yourself. Yes. Like all of it comes from not giving a fuck. But it's like as long as you're not hurting anyone else, I don't care what you're doing. But this, it's what I mean. It's not what you'd be called virtue signal. I don't have to. I don't take great pride out of the fact that I accept people. I just don't care. Right. I don't care. I, know and I, I don't think that they, like, I'm, I just don't find it interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? So I've been, you know, quite, like a lot of my friends happen to come from the gay community and stuff. But right. when I meet, you know, lads, and there was, it's not such a big thing now, but when I used to go out on the scene and such, lads would often like, like I'll tell you my coming out story. You know? Yeah. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't care like it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a novelty to me no. I, I just wa- I just want to and it took a long time for people to understand the you know the, the kissing in public thing with with, with um, gay men I've often thought that you know I just don't like seeing anyone snog in public right yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's a disgusting <laughs> yeah. it's a disgusting thing isn't it oh no, like, you're right snogging but, is fucking awful but you've hit the nail on the head there 
Yeah. It's like, but you, if gay people stormed the street, you wouldn't be allowed to say nothing because they're wearing armour of like, well, no, I'm gay, so if you've got a problem with this, then you are a, you're a nasty person. It's like, we're either all the same or we're not. You know, there's, I don't think... I don't think there's anything wrong with what you've just said. Like, if you've got a problem with people snogging public, you don't like it. Yeah. Of course. That's what... I don't think you've done anything but then, wrong. But that was the old kind of, like, kind of gay cliche was don't ram it down my throat. It's like, I don't don't want any kind of, like, reminder. Right. I mean, like, on this, this last series of Love Island, they turned up the volume on the God, microphone God. so you could hear every element oh. of the kissing. It's the worst fucking... The worst thing you could do to me. It just, I don't know why it's so gross because obviously kissing someone is a pleasant thing. And like, if I see two people hug, I'm like, good for you, hugging's great and stuff. But when it gets down to snogging, there's something like fundamentally. Yeah, I know what you, I, I know what you mean. Vile about it. Um, you, you've done well on like um, YouTube and stuff. So one of your reactions to, um, you know, the problems you've had in the comedy, comedy community is that you build up this following on on YouTube. Just tell people about what, what it is that you do there and um, what it is you like about it as a platform. Oh, it's fun, man. I just get to, I get to give my opinion on things and I get to, you know, uh, just make jokes. I mean, I, I just have to make jokes into a camera in my bedroom now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's different from doing it to a live audience, but there's, there's pluses and there's minuses. Like, I find it quite fun to there's so much going on right now that's hilarious mm. if you if you if you want to make fun of it yeah like, things are going mad like so I've not found it difficult to churn out videos about what's going on and what I think is funny in the world mm. um, so I'm actually pleased where it's all went, ended up like, I enjoy mm. my job now like I was describe myself as a YouTuber now and I love that yeah so I think the good thing about there is enough places for if you're a comedian you can make your own career you well, like you say, things are going mad. What I've noticed recently is that a lot of people on the liberal left also think it's going mad. Right. You know? And that is yeah. that is quite a bellwether. You know? so, I mean, it was spoken about this week with Piers Morgan and stuff, but the 100 genders thing. Like, in honesty, if you, if you was to put a percentage on the amount of people in Britain that buy into that, it's fucking, it's fucking low, man. What do you do as a scientist? They must be terrified. Imagine but if you're a biologist, you're like, there's two genders. It's like, what did you say? It's like, oh my God, you're almost yeah. a criminal. Like, what are you supposed to... Biologists must be just terrified about what's happening. Well, I mean, we are, we are all sort of confused between sex and gender. You know, sex and gender are different things. I don't, I don't even know, are they? Yeah. I'm confused. Well, sex is like a, def- a definable state that you are at birth, right? right? So you're male okay. or female. But gender is... Are you sure that's allowed, Jeff? You might be... You might yeah, be there are some people, I now. would say, would right. take issue... You're allowed to... Yeah, 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 I'm telling you. You might have crossed but the bridge. Then, but again, what I always think, and part of the point of the podcast, what most people think, is right. that I have this hunch that when it comes down to these big issues a hell of a lot of people and we're not just talking here because majorities can be wrong right Hitler Germany right he got voted in right so they can you know they can make weird decisions right I think once you get to the realms of about 90% of people thinking the same thing I think there's probably a reason for it and I think that you know a hundred genders or it just feels like everyone like wants a, a sort of special Special badge, you know. So like, why? I think I always think of it starting off as a meeting. You know, one of those meetings where where everyone's kind of scared to slap down the next person. So they're like, "Well, I'm I'm homosexual. I'm heterosexual. Right. I'm, I'm bisexual. I'm trans." I always understood the four that I would call them the big four. Right. I got that totally. I, yeah. I think that those are very different things. It was a good acronym. LGBT. <laughs> say it yeah. nice and quick. Bang. Yeah. You're done. Punchy. Then they said Q. I thought, man, the moment you said Q. I think that you've opened a fucking like Pandora's box because what happened there, I reckon, but they're all kind of like group thinking. Yeah. And then one guy goes, you know, I just never felt like the whole kind of, you know, LGBT thing. I'm kind of quit. And then they go, okay, Gareth, let's add the cue. And then you get Mr. Intersection. It's never going to end now, yeah. And then, I, I think in a way, in fairness to the LGBT, I think they have sort of, what what was the thing that said? It's the plus, wasn't it? Is that the real one? No, yeah, so the plus was... You know, a, plus? a plus was in a way the gay community. What does that stand for? Well, it means all the all the other stuff, right? Oh, clever. So, so which is smart. And I think it was somebody with a bit of sense of one of the guys. Do you know what? This is getting we're getting. We're spending a lot on printing. Every yeah, time well, we do a sign, we've got to change it. Come on, guys. It's weird, right? If you think when when historians look back in this period and they use Twitter as a resource to analyze it, they'll go. They they spoke a lot like about pronouns. What most people think. Speaking of which, I mean. Like Extinction Rebellion are, you know, they're another one of these groups that have 
cachet, right? I, I get the impression that the media, exactly. the media, well, the cultural cachet within right. certain courts, like, I get the impression that the media are quite scared of them. You know, they, they felt for a while they had to pussyfoot around it because it seemed like it was fashionable and, you know, you got the certain celebrities weighing yeah. in. But, like, you know, like, the moment you start disrupting public life on an ongoing basis... Smashing things up, spraying buildings with yeah, fake Yeah, yeah, don't be surprised if, if the police come in. Like, I respect their right to protest. I respect... I don't agree with their projections, yeah. but... Like, they really think this. They're fair enough. They're risking arrest. But that's the game, you know. The, the, we mentioned earlier, suffragettes. Suffragettes did what they did knowing that arrest was a consequence. Yeah. You can't act all fucking pearl clutchy. Like, what's that? I just fucking, like, just smashed up Whitehall and I, the police arrested me. But I'm doing it for the SEALs. Oh, it's... Oh, I don't know where to start with the Extinction Rebellion people. Like, yeah. it just seems to be people that are... If you really thought the world was ending in... I saw a bunch of people dancing, disco dancing... Yeah. Stay alive, stay alive. It's like if you really thought the world was ending in six years, is this what you would be doing? Like, if you really believed it? Yeah. Surely not. Like, how's it helping to, to smash windows and spray buildings? How's it helping? What are you productively doing? It is, it is strange, like, that, but me. You're just moaning in a silly way. You're just moaning and disrupting things. But they, they would argue, down roads. How, else, how else do you get people's attention? Then? They were shutting down roads. And, Absolutely. And no, I disagree asking, with what that. What if an ambulance comes in? But direct action is about getting attention. So they would say, well, how else do we get attention? Because governments weren't... I mean, the truth is, it's not true to say that governments weren't doing anything. And, and you know, in this country, in the UK, again, it's one of these things that people who don't feel patriotic wouldn't accept. But we've actually right. done all right on carbon emissions. You know what I mean? We've done all right on... I believe things. the number one carbon emitters are China and India, if I'm correct. And in Europe, it's Germany. Right, right. So no one wants to do anything about that. No one wants... If you was real serious about yeah. carbon, you'd be saying China, 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 India, China, China, right? But they're not doing that. They're going to spray blood on the treasury for no reason. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, but I, I think that... I. It's tricky isn't it, with China and India because obviously in the West, once we had the Industrial Revolution, mm. we were polluting the shit out of the planet and we had a right. good run at it. And then we've sort of developed a conscience and then they're only at the start of their polluting journey. We're going, now you lot, you st- stop with that shit. But they're going, but we want to get... We, look, we, only just, we only just started doing this. You if know? you look at the science of it though, the science yeah. is not as settled as they tell people. It's not, it's not. So at all. Well, this, but this fact you might be interested in this is that uh, in the New York Post it said that if you grounded all flights right mm. from now until the year 2100 yeah. the effect on global temperature would be fucking infinitely tiny right right 0.0.05 right mm. it's very you know imperceptible this is all flights anywhere 5 billion flights a year until 2100 so then t- then you go back to the guy on the plane you know fucking singing Kumbaya and staging a sit-in I want to know, that's what I want to know from Extinction Benny. I want to know, what's your reaction to that news? Do you just still feel like everything's going to be fucked up? Uh, I feel like everything's going to be alright, but I have suffered from this pathological optimism before. Like Prince Harry telling us all, don't go on holiday, don't get a plane. It's like, dude, you're on a private jet most of the time. You went to Elton John's party. Because they always want to fucking ban the fun stuff, don't they? Of course, straws. Holidays. I cars. don't have straws that much, but I have straws that are day and No, you had a straw. You had a McDonald's milkshake with a paper straw. Yeah, uh, yes, but I wouldn't say that plastic straws are something that it's I terrible. massively enjoyed. Paper straws are yeah. terrible. We all know it. They dissolve in the drink. Yeah, no. Paper, right. straw, paper straws are not You don't put paper fun. in water. I mean, dissolves. no straws. Right. For anyone. Yeah, but the, the paper straws are so demoralising. Maybe like it should be an age limit on straws because there was something Just, fucking childish about straws, isn't oh. there? The I moment you get a drink and you're yeah. standing at a bar, like if, if somebody, if a, a, a drink, if I get a whiskey and coke and I put a straw in it, I feel yeah, like I know saying, challenge yeah. my masculinity. Yeah, I know you're right. On yeah. a fundamental level. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But something like a McDonald's milkshake, you've yeah. got an option. You need a straw. You need a straw. You need the, yeah. Either that or they need to look at the consistency of the milkshake. Someone's got to do something. We always do a thing here with the letters um, to close the show. Um, uh, This is from David in Cardiff. He says, I work in a place that has 14 genders on the door. So this goes back to what you... Well, this is a workplace toilet. They spent actual money doing this. Oh, my God. I can't seem to find anyone in the office who felt it was necessary. Should I bring this up at the next staff meeting or keep shtum? So he works in a place, obviously, they've tried to go on super modern... 
and he's really angry about it. He he seems like he senses everyone feels the same. Right. Should he bring it of up? Of course. Of course. Of course. But will anyone this will anyone back him up when he does? I would hope so. Listen. Will they though? If you're if you've got to, if you've got a responsibility at this point. Yeah. to stop us going any more crazy. If you're looking around thinking, this seems a bit crazy, you've got to say something. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to get worse before it gets better. I just want, what are the 14 years? Just out of interest. Do I they don't know. Say? Just get the emails that come in and stuff. I could... Right. I mean, I couldn't list them. I mean, like, there's some people we go, only 14? Right. Yeah. See? Why is he... <laughs> I just... Have we got time for this? I thought the world was ending in six years. We've got time to go through 40. We've got time to start changing the doors. What, what I get the impression is so there's someone that just made them feel good one day to go, I just feel like, you know, we should just change our whole gender thing on the doors. And like so, and then like, I bet you any money there was like some, some white dude in the room that's 58 right. and he's worried about being pushed out the door. So he thought it was bollocks, but... He just went, yeah, uh, yeah. Sure, okay. <laughs> you know, like these, you get two kinds of older man in the workplace, right? Yeah. You get the dinosaur that runs towards the meteor <laughs> and just goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and kind of ensures his own extinction. And then you get the other ones that are just fucking digging tunnels. <sighs> these tunnel digging dinosaurs. So I reckon, I reckon that's what's happened here. No one said... You know, you know what they need? They need the equivalent of whoever the LGBT person was that recommended the plus sign. The realist that went, okay, let's shut this down. That's, oh, sorry, my mind's so blown by this. 14, gen- 14 genders and it's, it's written on the door. It's written on the door, yeah. Of the toilet? That's all, all the information I have here. Is right, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's in Cardiff as well. Jesus, you know what they like in Cardiff? What are they like in Cardiff? <sighs> Fucking drunk, aren't they? I mean, just, uh, <laughs> you know, That's just the that, glee. Right? That is one of the drunker gigs in the country. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Spectacular, brilliantly drunk. Yes. Like you are. It's one of the best gigs in the country to compare because because yeah. they're hammered. So you go on at the beginning. They're like, oh, here's our mate, and you go up and down across the night. I've also seen some of the the, the most incompetent fights outside that venue I've ever really? seen. Really, incompetent. Life. Just too drunk. Right. Just blokes like one guy. That's a shame. Yeah, I right. went to stop to fight once and got booed coming because it did actually get a bit vicious. One guy got on top and started dropping the knee on the other fella. Right. So I got back into the part. I thought I'd be treated as a hero for saving injury and I got fucking booed. For stopping a fight? Well, because everyone was watching it. Oh, out, right, out yeah, the yeah. Glass. Kill joy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nanny state. Um, uh, this is uh, this is from Gareth in Lincoln. Uh, my missus is doing large, you put pounds, oh, Doing a lot of money. My missus has spent a lot of money on coffee. Since she quit work to be home with the kids, she spends most of her day in Costa. I've worked out she's averaging £13 a day in there. How do I have this out with her? £13 <laughs> a day? How many coffees is that? All right, so you, you throw in, so you've got your kid with you. Two right. co- two coffees is over a fiver, isn't yeah. it? And get on for six quid. Bit, right. of, ca- bit of cake, yeah. £9. Right. Something for the kids. She, oh, I'll see, yeah. Yeah, that quid a day. Right, let's now let's go. Why, why is she in Costa again? What does she need to be in there for? Well, but this is you know. Yeah, you know, I always think that whenever I see babies and kids in a coffee shop. Well, because you know, why like, are we doing her this? mental health? As, uh, well, I know, but, I, that never used to happen. Issues, yeah. You used yeah. to just have your kids at home. Your kids, were, your babies were at home. Yeah. I used to live in Ballam. Babies ever. You would go in a coffee shop. Yeah. Nine, ten, fifteen babies, and I always think, do these babies need to be in a Costa? Like the baby doesn't seem to enjoy itself. It's just like, ah. but they have baby chinos, and that sounds cute. But, but you know what I mean? Babies yes. don't need to be in coffee shops, do they? Well, the, the thing that aggravates me is the way that they start rearranging the furniture right. as well. They suddenly go, right, okay, and then one of them just like the fucking Kay Burley just takes over and, and, and it fundamentally reshapes the whole coffee thing to it's this fucking symposium, this huge table in the middle. Of, of some kind of a nursing school. I start to say he's winning. I mean, why, why do we need to be in Costa? So that is a valid question in itself. This man is not only that, he, he is missing... So what we're we talking about here, 13 quid a day. If she's right. in there, so she's in there four days a week. Yes. 40, I mean, getting on for bullseye a week plus, right? Right. I mean, like, that That's is... That's a lot. That is rent level yeah. on coffee. Now he's probably Gareth. And I wish you told me your age, Gareth, because I mean it's delicate, isn't it? If you've just had the kid, she's looking after the kid. It's a social that, thing. You think? Yeah, so I think he's worried. He's worried. I would imagine about seeing like a massive sexist. Like, what are you doing? Spending all my money in the Costa? Right. Oh, I see. Like, yeah. Um, but this is this is difficult because you know when when 
when you know do you have a kit yourself no not when they have the kit you know if, if, if you're if you're lucky enough to have a lady that's brilliant with the yeah. kit you're so fucking grateful for that yeah. you stop questioning things I understand right and so like but he'll be the problem is Gareth you, I bet you some hernias building up in his stomach right now his blood yeah. pressure is just inching up maybe he shouldn't mention it I mean can you afford it if you can afford it well know. I guess he would he mentioned it how he wants to have it out with her. The problem is, Gareth, what you've got to not do is what men often do is just do it all in one fucking gale. Is that bad idea? Burn out. Or, or the other thing that men will sometimes do is they'll they'll hold this little ball of resentment in their stomach, yeah, and then just go and gamble or Rough. something. You know what I mean? <laughs> just gamble. Just rent a hooker for the night. Take her to a genting casino. <laughs> not even like proper. Growing up, man, gambling as well be a genting casino, but he'll still manage. Oh, I've to never sp- done this. I'm such a terrible man. But like, he still managed to spunk like three grand, but on like really low stakes tables right. as well. Oh yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds depressing. Yeah, sounds depressing AF. But is is there a delicate way to sort of say? I mean, even like I'm getting stressed thinking about him having to have it out with his yeah. missus. I'm so I'm so pleased I don't have this problem. I realise that's not a great thing to say advice wise, but. Um, oh, I don't know. How do you not seem like a massive patriarch in the... You can't. I mean, you're going to get in trouble. If you mention, like, oh, it's a lot of money in Costa, you're going to get, like, I'm here at home all day, I just want to go yeah. to the coffee shop, and that's the problem. You're going to get in trouble. For maybe, maybe, like, the way to do it then is, like, those old black and white films, just to do that. Now, look here. Just that tone that no one argued. With. Now, look here. I mean, look at the amount of money you've been spending in Costa, and frankly, it's ridiculous. Okay? You need to... You need to spend more days at home, less days in Costa. Is that clear? Do you think that will help? It might make things worse. It'd be fun. Like, he, I mean, It'd be fun. The weirdness of the voice would buy her attention for a little while. Right, I see. But then the problem would be... Slight hand. Is you know sometimes like you think you've made your point, but in a funny way, and then you realise the person only took the comedy yeah. and none of the point. Right. And she's <laughs> like, ah, you're so funny. Anyway, I'm going to Costa now. Yeah, 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 again. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. doing some more. You're, you're like, like, shit, I've got to bring it up again. Yeah, you're going, shit, <laughs> I've only got so many 1950s patriarch voices up my oh, sleeve. Or the other way, they're just not interested in the comedy at all. They're just furious at the fact that you tried to be funny about it. It made it worse. Yeah, oh God, that's probably more likely, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, vastly. Do you ever have this problem as a, as a comic uh, is that... I think men maybe suffer from this more. It's like when an argument's happening, we're quite happy. Did you ever get the thing where you just suddenly think, I'm not angry anymore? I'm yeah. Like, I don't want to argue. Yeah, all the time. But she will sometimes have momentum that, that takes a bit longer, like oil tanker style. Yes. Turn around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you will chance your, your arm with humour. Yeah. And it, and Too it, soon. Yeah, and it, then that escalates it. And all I'm, I've got this kind of like ETA in my mind, like what's the expected time of arrival and non-argument? And it just pushes that fucking back. Right, yeah. You go, oh, fuck that. I, what I did there is now made this at 3 a.m. Yeah, you've got, yeah, you got to know your room, haven't you? Have you, but, but, do, you do you suffer from that? Do I you, do, yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes, I just use the old, you know, have you ever seen Larry David Kirby two says where he would say to his wife, yeah. how, how long am I in trouble for it? <laughs> yeah, I use that one. Like, is this gonna ruin the whole of dinner, or is there any chance we can, you know, maybe by dessert? No, whole of dinner. Okay. So you know, see, this is one joke of, out of it. But this is one of my issues. Is if you tell me that male and female aren't fundamentally different, and yet, like, we'll all, most of us, will recognise that in arguments. Of course, where we're do, fundamentally different. Where, but where does the point? Where does that come from? Is that some sort of evolutionary? Nature. Thing. That's the point. You've got a species, and then you've but got what? But what in nature? I mean, like, right, so I'm then... all up for this idea, but I can't just go because then I'm doing what the left often do is I've say, oh, I've just got a feeling that that's how it is. But what's my proof? It's in that nature. There's a male and a female in species in all of nature, mm. right? Yeah. Why do you reckon that is? It's so the species can get on faster and do better if there's a version of it that's like this and a version of it like that, and they're mm. two slightly different but the same, and then they team up and together. They get things done better. Well, a lot of people think it's a reaction to it, it, uh, um, sort of higher male physical strength, right? Yeah. So what what you need something to balance that that off against. You know, you need a power base of your own, and that power base is fucking with a man's man. Right. Well, imagine if the male and female lions started hating each other. Do you think they'd do better or worse? Yeah. Right. Worse. I don't think that they are noted for getting on that right. Right, but they but they they don't like you know male lions are there's no, no protests. No like, male lions suck. Stop hanging around with them. You know like. But male lions are notoriously bricks, though, aren't they? I mean they. Well, they do what they well they do what they're um, designed to do. They sit around. Yeah. And they fight. 
and they fight. The women, the women do the hunting. Yeah, they the, do. The yeah. right? They yeah. they're all good at that sort of stuff. And the main men only get the male lions only get involved when it's time to kick some hyena ass. But they, but they do. Even the lionesses, they look more switched on. Don't they, they are. Like when you see them in they the documentaries, are. they just like yeah. they they've got a fucking to do list Absolutely. in their head. Um, this is the last one here. Is I do this is like a okay. hypothetical political fight. This is from Classical Libtard uh, in Exeter. Um, who would win in a fight between Joe Swinson, leader of Lib- Liberal Democrats, and Pretty Patel? I'm going with Pretty Patel then. But Pretty Patel, Joe Swinson's Scottish. Right. That's already hard points. Okay, I'll give you which that. Which is stereotypical. I'll give her that. Pretty Patel, she might smirk her out. Do you think? I like. I think Pretty Patel. She seems brave. She seems determined. She seems. I can't tell I whether like it's her. that front end bravery that right. will just collapse. Like, do you it. think? Yeah, I mean, Joe Swinson. She's been wearing these statement earrings recently. They are verging on the like kind of earrings. What that, sort of earrings are you talking? The big fucking earrings. earrings like, What's the statement she's making with the earrings? Well, just like we're almost like the girls on the estate I grew up in. Like the earrings get bigger, and they right. said that's sending out a message. Oh, I see. So I wonder if Swinson's one of those girls. Like she, you know what I mean? She just surprise. Just plays dirty. You know right, I, mean? oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, the Liberal Democrats seem to play pretty dirty. I can see, mm. yeah, not agreeing to the rules as agreed. Bollocks yeah. to Brexit. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, bollocks to not using a steel chair or whatever to use a wrestling analogy. Well, yeah, and she might be like, she, and, and it would take pretty, but pretty, I think Joe Swinson's taller as well. So Joe jo Swinson's bringing. It's like a tail of the tape here. Bringing height advantage. Right. She's got reach advantage as well. Pretty Patel's quite small, but then Pretty Patel maybe could work the inside. Is this a, a political fight or an actual real? No, well, these are actual fights. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like a celebrity sort of death match. Oh, let's find a promoter. Yeah. You know, let's set this up. I, yeah, For charity, I, someone then they've got then they've got to do it. Well, Pretty Patel obviously got in trouble for smirking on television. Did recently. she? I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. She so she did a speech about ending freedom of movement, and I must say. <laughs> she did look pretty fucking pleased with herself. Right, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. But then she was on Andrew Marr and she was sort of, she does this thing of pursing her lips a bit, which I think probably actually is a nervous thing. You yeah, know? maybe. I've got a lot of nervous God, things I'm like getting that. in trouble for smiling now. Smirking. Your lips. Smiling's okay, you can't smirk. Oh, oh And then and, Andrew Marr said to her, um, Andrew Marr said to her, I don't know what you're laughing about. She wasn't really laughing, but he sort of scolded. It's weird because he sort of scolded her like an absolute patriarch boss. Ah, but, but it's allowed. She's but because it's weird, because cause she's seen to be disloyal, i.e. Yeah. a non-white person who's conservative. Right. But <laughs> and all the rules go out the window then, don't they? Well, we've all seen how the left can react. Unbelievable. But listen, as they, just before we go, thanks for having a chat, man. I've really Welcome, enjoyed it. Anything you want to hype? So your YouTube channel, how can people yes, find that? Yes, Alistair Williams Comedian. If you search for that on YouTube or if you search for... Uh, Brexit Burger King you'll probably find a bit and find me that way that'd be great cool um, and which clubs can we see you at? Um, Top Secret Comedy Club I had, two, I had a date there on the 29th of October but that's sold out yeah. so I've got another one added on the 2nd of December if Brilliant. you want to see my comedy show Top Secret Comedy Club this is a full length December. show yes great length show. it's called How to Lose Weight and Be Less Racist great title very, very informative <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's me Okay, that is the end of the chat with Alistair. I hope you enjoyed that. I did too. You know, we got serious about modern issues, but we had a bit of fun there as well with the letters. And do give him a follow on uh, Twitter or look at his YouTube page. Now, normally um, at this part of the show, I like to end by reading out one of my recent five-star reviews. But one of the key things in that is that you have had a five-star review recently. And I checked and I haven't had anything. No one, there's just been no more reviews. Maybe we've reached a point where anyone who gives a fuck or wants to say something about the show has now said it. So instead, let's just remind, you know, um, please recommend this podcast if there's anyone that you think uh, will enjoy it. And let's be honest, you know, if there's a complete sort of lefty liberal type that gets triggered easily, just re- just lie. Just say, just say it's totally up their street. Just say that my guests are people like, uh, you know, a Carla and uh, trans rights activists. Just just tell them that and then just imagine how fucking annoyed they'll be as they, they slowly listen to it and realise 
that I'm not that guy, but all of which will help the numbers up. But listen, man, thank you for all of your support, you know, in coming out to tour shows, listening to the podcast, and hopefully, you know, buying tickets for the spring extension that's coming. Did I mention the spring extension? I feel like I could lose subscribers if I speak about that too much, the spring extension that's extended into the spring. You know, did I mention the spring extension? Hey, how about that?